What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Ray Loves Movies. This is the podcast where I go see a movie and then I review it in the back of my van. Generally, I try to review the movies uh, just after watching them so it's fresh in my mind. Uh, however, because I am recording these in the back of a van, uh, you know, it has to be, there has to be some kind of light source. Um, my little dome lights inside of the back of my van aren't really enough, um, enough light. So the video would be all grainy and all that stuff. So that wouldn't really affect the people that listen to this show, but definitely affects anybody that would want to watch this show on YouTube, which you can do. You search for Raylo's movies on the Inspired Disorder podcast page. Uh, but in this episode, as you know, if you saw the title, I'm reviewing Lady Bird. So a few days ago, or po- probably about a week ago, I put out um, a little uh, Twitter poll, as I do, on my Twitter account, at Ray Taylor. And this Twitter poll included Lady Bird and Coco, two of the newer movies that are out right now uh, that I haven't seen yet that look somewhat entertaining neither of them are really my cup of tea i do enjoy um pixar movies i do enjoy uh some of the kids movies not necessarily as much as i used to it's kind of weird like uh up until probably my 30s like i had no problem watching all the kids movies that came out especially pixar But then through my 30s, like, it it starts to dwindle off and dwindle off. Uh, Probably the last one that I watched that I really liked. Oh, man, my my mustache hair is tickling. For anybody out there, let me just tangent really quick before I get back on this Pixar thing. For anybody out there, uh, man, I would imagine is most common that this happens for. When you grow a mustache or you have a mustache, and then your mustache hairs like to reach up and tickle your nose hairs or just tickle your nose super annoying uh i need to get some beard wax i know uh but there's one hair that's like tickling the tip of my nose it's super annoying uh but anyway so pixar last one that i can i i think i can that i went and saw in theaters actually uh was about two years ago a little over two years ago uh and it was the amazing film i love it pixar does such good work most like 90 90 percent of the time um their stuff is not only doesn't only just work for kids but it works for adults Uh, the last one was in and out so that and that was amazing uh i'm not entirely sure what they've put out since then uh but coco is the newest one and i did not go see that uh but my twitter poll was between coco and ladybird and uh, not a huge amount of response, not surprising, uh, considering the two options I'd put forth. However, uh, you know, they they ended up tying. So I was really looking forward to Lady Bird. I had seen a trailer in front of uh, one of the, I think I saw it in front of the Florida Project, which I reviewed recently. Um and it looked okay. It's, you know, independent, coming-of-age tale, uh, and, you know, kind of quirky comedy kind of a thing. And, uh, you know, it's, it didn't didn't really 
inspire the hell out of me to go and see it. It was just interesting. Uh, not interesting. It just looked all right. It looked all right. So, same thing with Coco. I hadn't heard anything about Coco. Uh, I've heard reviews recently that it's amazing. But uh, neither of them really excited me to go to the theater. However, you know, with Movie Pass, I pretty much see whatever for $10 a month. So I decided to go see Lady Bird, and uh, it was okay. Let me read the description really quick uh, from IMDb. In the early 2000s, an artistically inclined 17-year-old comes of age in Sacramento, California. Uh, Yeah, so that's kind of the basic premise. It follows the main character, Lady Bird, uh, which I think Christine is a real name, uh, but her nickname is Lady Bird. She attends a private Catholic school, high school, in Sacramento, California, just after 9-11. So it's, it's weird. There was another movie I just saw that, that took place in that same time period. There's a few movies that are taking place like just after 9-11, which is kind of interesting because... There were a lot of changes that happened in the United States after 9-11. Uh, clearly, airports got a bit different. Um, but just just the state of uh, a lot of things, you can't... It's, it's like, not socially acceptable to do or say a lot of the things um, that were said and done before 9-11. For instance, anybody that grew up in at least California in the 90s, and I'm sure other places in the 90s, uh, I'm sure it just didn't uh, affect California, but there was it was one of the, the sayings kids were saying back in the day called the bomb. This shit's the bomb, dude, right? The bomb came after, like, this is bad. Bad was good, right? Bad was good. Gnarly's good. Sick. Sick came later. Uh, the shit's sick, yo. But the bomb is uh something you can't you can't really you can't really refer to shit as the bomb anymore. I mean, you can. It's just not as used, and you can't say it in public, walking through the store. Oh, this shit's the bomb. You can't just say it. You can't the word bomb. You can't say anymore. Um, so definitely a lot of things happened in that time frame, and I believe the movie I saw before, which is escaping me seems like it was a movie that I just reviewed or talked about recently uh took place then but um this one particularly did and the movie was okay it's rated it's got a huge the metacritic score is ridiculous 94 uh the IMDb score is uh 8.5 let me see what the uh see what the rotten tomatoes score is the, i mean the the synopsis or the the summary of the movie is kind of the the summary of the movie is pretty much descriptive of the movie itself like pretty bland and un, unforgettable in a lot of ways it wasn't a bad movie good acting de- i mean directing was all right it's just it was very vanilla and i don't know if it you know you know if this is like a personal story um from you know, the director or the writer. Let's see here. Uh, Lady Bird. 
Of course, there's no, there's no, uh, we don't have a score on here. Fuck it. I'm sure it's rated pretty decent um, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but it stars uh, Soros Ronan, Timothy uh, Chalamet. These, for, first off, the names of these, like Timothy, the, the dude plays the douchiest fuckhead in the movie and he's like ah, here's the thing the characters in this movie are like i don't give a fuck i really don't give a fuck it really feels like this movie was written by somebody who's super naive and hasn't had a lot of life experiences right or it was written by it was written by a mom that like the main character is a teenager she's i, I believe she's a senior in high school because uh, she's applying for colleges, but it seemed like it was like a an adult woman writing the story of a child, and but it's like it's just it was so like I don't know it wasn't bad it wasn't bad, but it it wasn't like it never got the feels I never got the feels like emotionally I was never invested in this story, even though like I can kind of relate. Because I was in high school, I was that was the time where I was, uh, I was religious, quote unquote. I spent a lot of time um, going to church. My best friend at the time, uh, growing up, uh, his his parents worked for the church, for a a Lutheran church, which is, you know, a step away from Catholicism in a lot of ways. Um, but. Uh, you know, and I was involved in the youth group. I was involved in like extra church activities, like uh, puppet ministry. Uh, so you know, like it, there were things like it was about a naive girl, kind of doing these little things for the first time, <coughs> like smoking weed, having sex, uh, boyfriends, and for whatever reason, whether it was the story itself. Or the fact that it's just so, like, childish and so kind of mundane. Or just, I, I have a feeling it was the writing of the movie. Because I know I've seen movies like this that that find a way into my heart. And when I'm watching a movie, you know, I'm pretty open to, like, getting emotional. Like, maybe not bawling in a theater, but, you know, I, I'll get emotional. I'll let things affect me emotionally. Uh, and this one was just, it, it was just, it was a whatever movie. I never really laughed. Like, for being, like, having the aesthetic of, like, an independent, quirky kind of a comedy. Nothing, like, I don't remember any of the comedy. None of the characters were really set up that well. Like, even the main character, you know, I they don't have to explain why the fuck she, she wants to be called Ladybird, but... For whatever reason, it's important that she's called Ladybird because it's a name she gave herself. It's not a name that her parents gave you or gave her. It's just like, as far as like a teenage rebellious movie, like it was, it was like barely, barely getting to the levels of like an average teenage existence. Like it seemed more like a teenage melodrama tv show than it did 
you know, independent coming of age, quirky comedy. Um, so for whatever reason, a lot of people like it. I can see this doing well with like families. You know, if you if you're in a family with like people that get easily offended, then this one's pretty easy one to go see. I mean, it, it does insult religion in in like one scene. No, not really. There's the the only thing it like gets edgy at all is like there's an assembly that happens about abortion. And now, mind you, this is at a Catholic uh, private high school, uh, but. You know, there's this like the religious kind of all life is life, whatever. I don't know. Cells are like the same as a grown person kind of uh, argument, uh, pro-life argument. Um, you know, it's like it, there's a small joke in there that I, I thought was kind of funny. Um, I was the only one in the theater that laughed. Again, I go to. So the theater I went to was uh, the River in Rancho Mirage, which is probably one of my favorite theaters in the Valley. Uh, they have the reclining seats. That, you know, it's a, it's a nice theater overall, kind of the middle of the Valley. Um, they have the reclining seats. They serve beer in the fucking uh, concession stand, which I think most movie theaters do now, it seems like. Uh, but so I went and saw it there and pretty much everywhere you go, if you're watching a movie in the Coachella Valley is going to be full, especially if it's a matinee, uh, it's going to be full of a bunch of old ass geriatric retired motherfuckers. Um, thankfully, despite there being, uh, two older ladies that sat, you know, one seat, one or two seats separated from me in the very back row, uh, who talked throughout the all of the trailers, um, they shut the fuck up for the movie. Uh, but when that one small edgy abortion kind of joke, which wasn't a joke about abortion, it was more about, um, I don't want to, I guess I'll ruin it. Fuck it. So this is kind of spoilers. I wouldn't really recommend this movie to go see anyway. Like I'd rent it. Maybe if it's, you know, maybe it like, it's really just the only, the only thing I could think of um, for somebody who might want to watch this, unless they are a teenager who's, you know, going to a religious school, um, who is very naive about the world around them, I guess it would be a nice toe dip into, you know, opening your mind to different things. Very toe dippy. Uh, but other than that, it would be like, if I was going to rent this, it'd be for like a family thing. If I was going to, I'd get it for like, you know, uh, seriously just like a family movie or just like a whatever movie like if you want to get a movie that does not really offensive to most people go get this one but the the joke was so it's an assembly about why abortion's bad in this high school um and uh you know the the presenter of this why abortion's bad uh assembly is telling this story about this girl <clears throat> when she was young, she had an unplanned pregnancy and there was an option to get it aborted. And the big the big hook was, now tell me who you think this person was. And of course it was the presenter's mom, which is like, you know, for being, like you can see in a mile away, 
which y- you would see in a, a school thing. Like, you'd be able to predict that because generally, from my memory of people who spoke at my high school, and I didn't go to a religious high school, I just went to a regular public high school, um, it was, it was, I don't know if you, I would have seen it in a while, I don't know, but it, you would get that corny of a presentation, right? It's almost like, it seems like the Tim Tebow, I never saw the commercial, but I remember there was this uh, planned, not planned parent, pro-life commercial that played during, uh, before, during one of the Super Bowls, uh, where it was his mom, Tim Tebow, the the sh- very short-lived, uh, but very su- uber-religious uh, football athlete from Florida, um, who was a virgin somehow as a, you know, either the kid is lying about his virginity, Tim Tebow, lying about his virginity, he's gay, or he's fucking kids. Like, I don't understand how... Or he's asexual. Because I don't understand how God, your belief, like I can't, being a horny teenager and then being a college athlete, like I, I was not athletic. I wasn't like the all-star quarterback. I wasn't any of the things that Tim Tebow was. But I was horny. I was a horny teenager. And when... I think it was when he was getting drafted or whatever. People were just still saying he was a virgin waiting for marriage. Be like, if that was me, I'd be fucking married already. If that's the only way I'm getting laid, like, I got to be married. Because, like, there's no way I'm not having sex. So either he's having sex in other ways, either with girls that he's not married to and he's just lying to all the other Christians out there, which would not be surprising because that's all they do. Because anytime a human has to live within a very tight restriction, even people that are in charge of those things, like a priest, like they all lie. They all cover shit up. They're like some of the most dishonest humans because they're not honest with themselves, right? So either he's not honest with himself, okay, and he's just telling everybody these things, despite the fact that it's not true because he's fucking bitches all the time because he can because like i can't imagine how much pussy got thrown his way in college and in high school i'm sure too so it's just like you know all right you're a good christian kid bullshit bullshit so anyway go back to tangent tangent so that was that commercial tim tebow's mom like i could have aborted him when i was pregnant with him and now look he's gonna have a very short-lived career in the NFL and, you know, whatever. And tr- he's going to go try and play baseball for some reason. Um, that's kind of what this the, the thing was. And similar thing. It's like, oh, no, it was her mom. And so she makes a joke. It's like, well, kind of wish you were aborted. I wish your mom had made different choices because then we wouldn't have to sit here and listen to this bullshit. Like we would be back in school listening to some other bullshit. We would be listening to your bullshit, um, which was pretty funny considering she. I don't even think she had had sex yet in the movie. <coughs> but uh, yeah, it's it was like the only the smallest edgiest joke, which I laughed. I chuckled at that. Uh, none of the old people s- seemed to find it funny, which I don't understand why they can't have kids anymore. I'm sure they had a bunch of kids that they hate, wish they had aborted. I guarantee there's parents out there that wish that they had aborted their kids. 
I bet my mom had moments where she wished she had boarded me. Instead, she's like, I'll just ignore him. I'll just ignore him for the rest of his life. Uh, or his childhood, anyway. I'll make it very... So this was written and directed by Greta Gerwin. Gerwig. I don't know what else she did. Um, she's only 34. So I'm older than her, which is wonderful. Not that that matters. Not that that matters. Um... So she was an actress? I guess she's an actress also. Okay, I don't care what she did. Uh, Writing-wise, uh, China, Illinois, she wrote uh, Mistress America, another independent movie. It was a, another kind of coming-of-age movie that wasn't very edgy. How I Met Your Dad, which is a TV movie. Um, then a bunch of short films. All right. Let's see, directorial. This is her second movie. The first one she did in 2008, Nights and Weekends. I didn't really mind the direction of the movie. All the characters were just like, I didn't, there was nothing. Like she had, like there was no introduction to any of them. And like just in their, their conversations, there was a lot of opportunity for things like she had a brother who was clearly Mexican, but her parent, neither of her parents were Mexican. The mom was played by the woman from Roseanne, her neighbor or her sister. I don't remember what character she played. She hasn't been in a lot of things. And then the actor, I, I recognize him, but I, I guess I could look it up, huh? Um, let's see here. Uh, Lori Metcalf played her mom, and then her dad was played by, uh, Tracy Lettuce, or Letts, Tracy Letts, um, yeah, so her brother was, like, Mexican, so either adopted or, um, like, uh, and not that much older, like, a couple years older than Lady Bird. Uh, not explain. The dad was having like issues, like he got laid off. The mom, like there was maybe just too much going on for this movie where they just couldn't flesh things out. But like at no point was I emotionally invested at all in this movie. Not a bad movie. Just, I mean, it told a story. It was just kind of a boring story. You know, there's the. There's the, and it's shit I've seen like a million times. Like the, oh, she's going out with the douchebag asshole, right? Like, because that's what girls do. She, first off, she goes off, she goes out with um, this, this other, so, so she finds, she, f f the okay, problem. The synopsis says she's artistically inclined. Nothing about this movie says she's artistically inclined, except for the fact that she, like, last year of high school discovers that there's uh uh like a a drama group where they do a play and a musical to, like one uh once a year like there's one in the fall one in the spring like she's been there for for 3 years she's supposedly artistic artistically inclined but she's completely surprised um that she's going to be 
that there's any kind of acting things available. Like, at no point did she seem... She seems like somebody that wants to be artistically inclined, but, like, isn't. And in no point did it show that she is artistically inclined. Like, you know... I mean, she's she's in plays and stuff like that. Seemed like her friend was more uh, artistically inclined, at least for acting, because you know her friends, I guess, played the lead in a couple things. But you know, super underwhelming movie. Super underwhelming. Not not surprised. I guess if you just don't see a lot of movies, people would like this. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't impressed at all. Uh. It is what it is, I guess. To take, to take a quote from from Max, Max Holloway, featherweight champion of the world in UFC. It is what it is, you know. And it is not very entertaining. You know, I wasn't falling asleep. It's definitely better than uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, it just was a freaking bland, freaking. It was just a bland vanilla story. It was very unimpressive. Uh, so that's uh, Lady Bird. I think that's all I have to say about Lady Bird in this episode. Uh, I might go see Coco uh, this week, so look forward to that. Um, if you have any recommendations for movies that are coming out, uh, we're getting into the award season of the year as far as movie releases. Um, so there's going to be a lot of great movies. Uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Still probably one of the the best movies that I've seen this fall um, or since, you know, summer. So go go watch that in theaters. I would highly recommend that a thousand times more than watching Lady Bird. Uh, Not that Lady Bird was bad. It's just like if they dump this movie, I guess they kind of did dump it. Um, But if this came out after the new year, this came out in like January, February, where you know, just like a lot of dog shit comes out. It probably would have been good because it would have been like a decent movie to come out in a pile of shit. Uh, but I'm not impressed. I am not impressed with your performance. But uh, it is what it is. Um, and this is what it is. My name is Ray Taylor. You can give me recommendations uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter's probably easy for the recommendations, but you can follow me. On both of those platforms, my username is my name, Ray Taylor, at Ray Taylor on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I do a lot of other things aside from watching movies and then talking shit about them in the back of my van. I also uh, record a podcast called The Early Retirement Vlog um, in the back of my van, which comes out every Wednesday on YouTube and iTunes. Uh, And then I also do artwork. I do design work also, like uh, if you're in the mood for, if you're in need of a website or graphic design work or, you know, merch design, like t-shirt designs and stuff like that, um, you could hit me up. And uh, I also do um, artwork. I'm an artist. Surprise. You could buy some of my artwork, original artwork. Uh, I'm currently working on the many faces which is an ongoing ink-on-paper abstract portrait series. There are well over 200 available of these uh, paintings and drawings at my website, inspireddisorder.com. Newly released uh, size of uh, work 
in the 4x6 size, um, which is the smallest and also least expensive. Um, so you can buy one of the many faces for as little as $10. Uh, currently, they go up to $50 uh, until I release the larger sizes that are coming out. Uh, but you can go there, inspiredisorder.com. You can support me by buying some of my artwork. Uh, or if you want, you can donate $1 to patreon.com slash inspiredisorder. It's a monthly donation service similar to Kickstarter, uh, but it's set up more for artists that create regular content like myself. So if you donate $1, it comes out every month. It's only $12 a year, uh, and I'm just looking to build the numbers on that. Every dollar counts. Uh, so donate $1 over there, and you can uh, donate more if you want. There are perks. Uh, but that's it, everybody. InspiredDisorder.com, Ray Taylor. This is Ray Loves Movies. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. And enjoy your show. Peace.